KPLY in the middle of Central and Southwest Virginia. This is Crunch Time, your go-to program for area high school football and beyond. Now, your host and Crunch creator, Carl York. Welcome to the weekend, high school football fans. You are listening to Crunch Time. It's Crunch Time, baby! Gotta get that in there. You can uh, hurt yourself when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in shape, Coach. I'm in shape. Uh, you're listening to Crunch Time, your weekly area high school football radio show for Central and Southwest Virginia. Man, do we have some big games. Big games all over the place, for sure. Uh, big game in Salem last night. Uh, i tell you what, that was one that... Uh, uh, it, it was a much better game than the score. Yes. Uh, there was a there was a lot of big hits, a lot of turnovers. There was five turnovers in the first quarter. Oh, yeah. I mean that ball was all over the place, and uh, you know Martinsburg just uh, really a powerhouse, no doubt about it. And uh, but we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but the districts are starting to take shape, guys. Sure. I mean you know you get in there and we're starting to see who's rising to the top, who's dropping back a little bit. Uh, just look at Pulaski over Blacksburg, 12-3. I know. I mean, that one uh, that one caught my eye, it, for it, sure. It that was one of those games that you didn't think it would be that low of a score either. No. So, Where are the points? Exactly. It just wasn't there last night. Yeah. You know, if you'd have told me that Pulaski would have scored their first touchdown in the fourth quarter, I said, you've been crazy. And Blacksburg wouldn't score a touchdown? That's it. That's the crazy That's part the crazy it. part of it. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about that. Hidden Valley down, uh, down 16 to nothing. The Christiansburg had to come back, but one, you know, 37-24. Bird having to come back. Yeah. He beat Fleming, uh, 23-21 right there at the end of the game. Uh, Northside putting it on Franklin County. Wow, that one, uh, that's impressive. Coach Fisher, I mean, he continues to impress with uh, his ball club and, and uh, you know, the guys over there, uh, their efforts. Uh, and then Glenver, uh, uh, and, a, and, and a shootout with uh, Floyd County, 52-35. I mean, uh, uh, all good games, and, and we're going to talk more about all these here coming up. Uh, but let's set the studio. Uh, according to my compass, we got uh, Coach Randy Lapp, which is to my north, with uh, all the bells and whistles over there. And, um, you know, Coach Coach does all that, that mojo over there that Jimmy and I don't understand, but we like to call it out because right. it's magic. <laughs> what I do. What I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and to my right, you guessed it, Mr. B. Uncommon, uh, Jimmy Whitaker, the keeper of the Crunch MVP uh, for great high school sports photos in Roanoke, Lynchburg, and New River Valley. Go to crunchmvp.com. Uh, missing in the middle here is Jermaine Farrell, who, uh, you know, the, uh, the WFXR Fox uh, guru. Uh, he's out today, and we miss him, but uh, certainly... Uh, you know, he's got to get a little sleep, and he's certainly got to get to his game today with Virginia Tech. But, um, all right, guys, so uh, uh, week 10, died in the wool. Good action last night. Let's circle the campfire here a little bit, get our sa Saturday morning quarterback impressions of a game or two that caught your attention. Um, who are you calling out, Coach? Well, the one thing I'm going to call out mainly last night, simple mistakes. We are starting to see simple mistakes. And it's killing some of these teams later in these games or early in these games. I take a look at that Amherst game last night with Jefferson Forrest. Yeah. That game could have been 14-14 at halftime. Easy. Simple mistakes. Mm. Penalties. Somewhere along the line, these teams have to stop yeah. doing this because these teams are in ball 
And trust me, Amherst County is a whole lot better from game one right until now. Yeah. They are a ton better. They could have beat Jefferson Forest last night. Simple mistake. That game could have been 14-14 in halftime. Like you were saying earlier with the Salem game, there were five turnovers. In the first quarter? In the first quarter. Teams are getting down to the red zone, and they can't do anything because either the penalties are killing them or they're fumbling the ball, there's interceptions. It's simple mistakes. And I was watching this through the entire state last night. It wasn't just one team. Right. And there's a reason we do tip drills in you know, practice is because you don't know where that ball's going. But, boy... Every time I looked last night, somebody was going, hey, did you see this kid intercept this ball? Did you see this team get down to the one-yard line before penalties sent them back to the 24-yard line? Yeah. It's amazing. You're heading into the playoffs. Guys, you got to get your game going because somebody's going to reach up and grab you that you're not expecting is going to grab you. And like I said with that Amherst game, Amherst could have easily got Jefferson Forrest last night, and they would have never known what hit them. It's all about simple mistakes right now. They've got to stop them. That's a good call out. I, I tell you, certainly, uh, Coach J.R. Edwards last night called his own team out. He said, you know, Northside put it on us, but we yeah. beat ourselves. Hey, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there and you're watching and you're looking at some of these scores right now, and you're looking at a score of like 46 to 14 or something like that, and you're going, okay, let's really look at this score. Was this a blowout? It's not a blowout. Right. It's simple mistakes that you allow a team to get the ball on the three-yard line. They take it in for a touchdown. You get the ball back, you fumble it again on the five-yard line. They take it in. It's simple mistakes that's killing you. And next thing you know, you're in this hole. can't get yourself out of the hole. And I, and I watched that through the entire state last night. It wasn't just our regions. It, w it was all over the state. And some of these scores are very deceiving because it's, it's the penalties. It's the fumbles. It's the, you know, it's the interceptions. It's the takeaways. Easy scores. Yeah. And it's killing some of these teams. And it, it, it really, you know, it really just kind of scares you right now with some of these teams going into the playoffs. you got to get it fixed. you got to get it fixed. I mean, yeah, that's a good way to get beat. I tell you, in the Salem game, uh, which the Salem-Martinsburg game is where I was, uh, you know, Martinsburg actually... Uh, had a kickoff that they performed each time they scored or, you know, okay. they were kicking off. And it was almost like a punt. They were lining six guys up on one side all the way over. And then they were kicking off, and it was a high kickoff. It was about to the 30-yard line. And then they were just racing down there uh, ready to, you know, nail the guy if he didn't call a fair catch. Right. Well, you know, Salem fumbled the first two because yeah. they're running at you hard. Right. You don't have enough blockers over there. And, <coughs> excuse me. What? <laughs> well, and let me ask you this, Carl. Like you were saying, they were coming down the field hard and everything at them. Chuck Baker wants to know, how much better is Martinsburg over Salem? Or did you see a team that Salem could have got, but again, mistakes happen, and they put them in a position to where maybe, you know, some of the scores just weren't there because of the mistake. Well, they're, they're better. There's no doubt they're better. They're, they, they had more speed. They had more quickness, uh, you know. And, and, and Salem, uh, the players admitted it afterwards, that's a pretty darn good team. Oh, sure. But also Martinsburg admitted that Salem was a pretty tough team, too. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, um, but that, that, that kickoff was uh, really brutal. They, they finally got it figured out, called a fair catch. And, you know, if okay. you can get out of bounds, you're going to give it up on the 35. Right. You know, if the guy fair catches, it's at the 30. Sure. So you got a chance to get a fumble or really, you know, put a lick on somebody and get the ball loose. So... It was
was a, you know, uh, I mean, they didn't want to kick it back there to Salem speedy guys either. Right. So. And, and sometimes you just learn, hey, you know, kick it to the other side of the field. Don't kick it to the guy. Right. Just, you know, short kick it. Pooch it. Do what you got to do, but just don't kick it to the speeds. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and uh, Crunch MVP, Mr. Jimmy, what, uh, you, you had a good game last night. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, Mike Thurmont and I traveled down to uh, Christiansburg High School, so uh, that was the first time, actually, I'd been to their, their new field. I know it's their second year, but it was a nice night for football. But, um, you know, it started out, um, I was very surprised. Christiansburg came out very strong, um, and, and basically, you know, they they – Took it to them, didn't they? they? did. They took it to them. I mean, the first half, um, except for the last, you know, minute or so of the first half, was all, you know, Christiansburg. Uh, kind of a breakout play was near, you know, the end of the second quarter when Carroll hit uh, Bale for a 56-yard TD. And, I mean, that sort of set stage was uh, Hidden Valley deferred the kick, so they got it at the second half. So, uh Good game, good game, but uh, our, our Christiansburg's better than, than you think they are. Oh, yeah. Well, they started off fast, and that was Grayson Carroll, the quarterback. Correct. To Stephen Bell, the wide receiver. That's correct. Try to throw all, all their names out That's there. Good. Got a lot of brothers playing. You got a lot of, and, and uh, but, I mean, you know, th that, I knew that was going to be a good game because they both had good records. Right. One of the things that I like to see here is Hidden Valley didn't lose their pool. Yeah. They came back in this game, and that that's key right now. Because confidence. it's confident. You're okay being down a score, two scores. And you'll fight back. Trust Don't me. panic. Don't panic. It's okay. You'll be in this ball game. And I was glad to see Hidden Valley do that last night. Yeah, that'll really serve them well in the playoffs and, and, and in district play. Yeah. I mean, uh, every team's got to kind of – the good teams go through that. They, they realize, you know, that they can't come back. Sure. And they need to not uh, jump off of what they their game plan is. They just right. need to keep working the plan. That's it. Yeah. All right, Coach, so what's going over, on over at Canales? Uh, well, you know, we've, we've got the wings. We, we've been had a huge couple of days the last couple of days. People's been coming Fantastic. in. Yeah, so come on in and see us for our 1731 Grandin Road, right there beside the post office. Just, you know, hey, we're always there. We love sitting and talking with you. And like I said, the uh, pulled pork, the wings, and people are loving the cornbread. They Ooh. say the cornbread is just about that close to being a dessert. It's that good. Wow. And they're coming in, they're eating the cornbread, and we're starting to starting to pick up some new things on the menu, starting to get a little chill in the air. So we're starting to, you know, test out some chilies and some, you know, some white bean chilies and a little Brunswick stew here and there. So you never know what we're going to have on the stove cooking when you come over to Canales. And I tell you what, it sounds like you're getting some crunch coaches in there. We are. Every time I look, Coach Price was in yesterday. Nice. Right. And, right. And we had Coach Sweeney in the other day from up at Glenbury. Yeah. And we're... You know, every time I look, there's somebody new from the, you know, athletic community coming in. And they hear they hear about it on Crunch. They hear about it on Greg Roberts. And they just say, hey, we just want to come over and, you know, talk some sports with you. And families are coming in. We've got two beautiful little girls. They come in. They're twins. Bright red hair. <laughs> they come in at least three times a week. And they'll sit there and fix that peanut butter sandwich. And How about that? We'll go on about our business, you know. Well, you know, it's, it's becoming a real meeting spot where people want to see George Canale and they want to yep. talk baseball. You know, right now, baseball is really heating up with the playoffs, so, you know, it's a great time to talk to George about what he thinks is going on, what do they experience, what does it feel like to be right. up there in the big league. Sure. 
And then, uh, you know, it's becoming a real place where it's, it's one of the places you can get your crunch each week. Right. So, you know, the crunch is free, so it's one of our locations. So go in yeah. there, pick up a crunch, get some wings. Get some wings. Get some, you know, world-famous Chuck Baker steak fries. <laughs> get some of those. But, no, if you're on the Grand and Road side of town, come on in there. But if you're over in Benton, place to go is always Dogwood. Dogwood. The Dogwood. That's right. So if you're not in Benton, get to Benton. Yes. Because that's where the Dogwood is. That's it. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I, every time I go in there, I, I, you know, the smell, just when you walk in, the, that aroma of the food cooking. You got it. Uh, and all those smiling faces, and, uh, you know, that, the crunch is free there as well. Yeah. You can go in there, pick up your crunch uh, at breakfast or lunchtime, and check that out and, and eat some great food. Uh, Keith Poff and Jamie and, and uh, Brandy and Jessica, all the, everybody in there is just so much fun to be around. And, uh, and, and I, again, I mean, you're not going to get any better food than what you get at the Dogwood. And Carl, I'll say it's 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 a nice show. I mean, because you actually get to sit there and watch them fix your food, which is uh, you know, it's food and a show all at one time. So it's it, it's nice. That. Yep. Well, wow. you know, the key thing is both of these restaurants is the family atmosphere. Yes. You know, these are family-run local businesses. Go out and support these businesses. That's what you got to This is not a chain restaurant, either one of them. These right. are local businesses. Go out and support these. These owners live right here in this valley. So go out and support these owners. And, you know, the other thing that we, we don't talk about much is when somebody comes to visit you from out of town, don't take them to some place they can. No. Don't take them to some chain they can go anywhere to see. You got it. Go to one of these places, Canales or the Dogwood, places like that that are local. Right. And let them taste some real good southern food. I'll be honest with you. We had a chain owner bring two of the executives in yesterday to Canales. They wanted barbecue. And so they brought them in to, they brought them in to that? eat barbecue. And uh, that was the first question. I was like, why don't you feed them at your own restaurant? You own a restaurant. And they were like, no, no, they wanted barbecue. They're not trying to get your secret sauce. Okay. No, that's never going to happen. Okay, all right. Tell me that. All right, a little espionage going on here. Exactly. All right, so, okay, uh, thank you listeners for, for tuning in to Crunch and for supporting us. Uh, certainly, we couldn't do what we do without you, and, uh, you know, we love doing this show. It's a lot of fun. We love talking high school football, high school sports, and, and pick up the printed Crunch. It's all over the place. Uh, there's three different versions, one in Lynchburg, one in Roanoke, and one in the New River Valley. Uh, it's certainly, uh, it's free, and the kids love it. They get it at the high schools. They, they see it. They want you to comment about seeing them in the crunch. That's it. And we've also got a way, if you are not in the area and you're listening to us or you've missed a crunch, you can order a crunch. Now, there is going to be a fee on it, and it's, gonna, it's not a huge fee. It's just, Carl, how much? What, $5? $5. $5. And we're going to send you all three of the crunches that are out that week. You want one from the past. Please, just tell us. You may have had your grandson, a child, in the crunch, and you're like, I missed that one. Somebody told me about it. I'd love to have one. Carl, where can they find those? Crunchroadoak at gmail.com. Just, just email us. Right. Uh, we'll set it up. We'll start sending you the crunch uh, each week. And it's fun to get all three versions because, you know, eventually, if your team's good in Roanoke, you're going to play somebody from the NRV sure. or the Lynchburg area. And their crunches are different than the crunch here. Different coaches talking about different things, but it's set up the same way. Right. So it's really fun if you're, say, for instance, you're a Salem fan, and you, you see E.C. Glass, for instance, on the horizon. It's yeah. fun to see what Coach Woody at E.C. Glass, when he calls, one of the questions we ask him each week is, who's the hot team? 
Right. Coach Woody keeps calling out Salem. Guess what? Salem's got his attention. That's it. He's so, watching them. That's right. So it's really fun. To, we, these coaches are so generous with their time and, and their thoughts, and, and they tell us who they're interested in. Yeah. Hey, Carl, and, I, and I'll say, uh, speaking of the crunch, I mean, something that I think appeals to parents, grandparents, is if you have an athlete uh, and you want to have one heck of a scrapbook, uh, you've got to have the crunch in there with it. And it's a, it's a great thing to have with it. So even if a grandparent's not local, they can get these, we can mail it to them, and they can work on that scrapbook because Christmas time's going to be here before you know it. Yeah, yeah and don't forget, we are at a ton of games on Friday night and Saturday afternoons because some of these games fall on Saturday afternoons. You go to crunchmvp.com. That's where you can find your pictures. Now, you can order pictures there. We'll be happy to send them to you, various sizes. We'll do collages for you and everything like that. Christmas time is coming. How, how cool would it be to be a kid in this area and you're playing a sport, say, for Northside or somebody, you know, Patrick Henry, and you open up a collage of your pictures that have taken place over the season? Mm. That'd be awesome. I can't wait to get mine. You guys are getting me You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, a couple pictures of you getting out of the car, <laughs> walking down the hallway. You know, so. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. That's it. All right, great, great call out. All right, another great show today. Our Haley has it for less. Haley Toyota Crunch Time Legends of the Game. Today we've got a great guy, Robin Kidd, legendary Grand awesome. G-Men player from the early '60s. Uh, Robin and I worked at Kroger t together. He. he uh, he ran grocery over there and just uh, uh, just a great guy with a, a great memory and uh, was a great player at Graham. He's going to be our legendary uh, interview today. Can't wait to hear that. Also, we'll be chatting up this week's games, jumping around, pulling our thoughts and comments together. Don't miss our Jimmy thing. Uh, yeah. That segment's coming up with Mr. MVP himself, Jimmy Whitaker. And at the end of the show, five things you need to know about high school football this week. The grade eight poll. And uh, so we got a lot of packed in, jam-packed into the show. And before we go to break, Jimmy, can you give us uh, Friday night's rundown? Sure. Here we go, Carl, for uh, week eight. So it's Narrows, 61, Eastern Montgomery, 28, Bath County, 32, Craig County, 0, Richlands, 38, uh, Marion, 0, uh, Graham, 51, Virginia, 12, Glenver, 52, Floyd County, 35, Radford, 76, Allegheny, 6, James River, 28, Carroll County, 13, Hidden Valley, 37, Christiansburg, 24, Magna Vista, 41, Patrick County, 0, Bassett, 36, Martinsville, 27, Lord Botetop, 42, Stanton River, 7, Liberty Christian, 35, Rustburg, 7, uh, Martinsburg, 49, Salem, 14, Pulaski County, 12, Blacksburg, 3, G.W. Danville, 62, Halifax County, 27, William Byrd, 23, William Fleming, 21, Northside, 21, Franklin County, 0, Galax, 45, George With, 14, E.C. Glass, 49, Liberty Bedford, 0, Patrick Henry, 42, Cave Spring, 7, Heritage, 47, Brookville, 13, North Cross, 41, Auburn, 7, Appomattox County, 54, Dan River, 19, Jefferson Forest, 46, Amherst County, 6, and rounding it out, Gretna, 62, and Alta Vista, 12. All right, great job, Jimmy. Let's go. We're going to take a quick break, and you're listening to Crunch Time. Hey, 
We're gonna look at fall savings and Trucktober here at Haley Toyota. That's right, October's Truck Month. We're calling it Trucktober. Now's the time to enjoy fall savings on the Toyota truck you've always wanted. Haley Toyota's great selection of Tacomas, Tundras, and five different SUVs, including the hot selling RAV4 and classic 4Runner. All at Trucktober Savings. Plus, every pair on truck will be discounted, including our great selection of Toyota certified used vehicles. It's Trucktober here at Haley Toyota during our fall savings event. And remember, Haley has trucks for less. Looking to buy something for that hard-to-please sports fan in your family? Well, come to Sports Haven. You'll find something from all 32 NFL teams, and regardless if you're a Hokie, Wahoo, or Mountaineer, we have something for you. So if you're looking to update your ladies' den or man cave, then come see Robin and Shane at Sports Haven. Come by and visit one of our two locations in Roanoke at the corner of Plantation and Williamson Road and at 4 East Main Street in Salem. Sports Haven, where almost no team is left behind. It's 3 p.m. For 50 million kids across America, school's out. And for a third of these kids, they're out on their own. Out with nothing to do and nowhere to go. Gives a whole new meaning to the 3 o'clock bell, doesn't it? It's time to support the boys and girls clubs. Visit greatfutures.org. Ready to eat? Easy to heat. Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili uses 100% ground beef and a century-old family recipe with a secret blend of spices and quality ingredients. But it's not just for hot dogs. You can beef up almost any dish. Add it to fries, nachos, baked potatoes, and so much more. Custard Stand Chili is available at Kroger, Walmart, Sam's Clubs, or smaller grocery chains throughout. You also can order it online at CustardStand.com. Get yours today. One chili, endless possibilities. The NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. Hey, Rondé, football players know a lot about building. To be at the top of our game, we build on our knowledge and skill every day. And our former Cavalier teammate, Walt Deary at Pittman Construction, knows a lot about building, too. So call Walt for your construction projects. Whether you're remodeling or building from the ground up, Pittman Construction will go the extra yard just for you. Call Walt or his dad, Bud Deary, at Pittman Construction at 427-2001. That's Pittman Construction at 427-2001. All right, welcome back to Crunch Time, everybody. Uh, wow, I tell you, it's starting to get chilly out there. It's starting to feel like yeah. football weather. It really is. Uh, and, and it's welcome. I tell you, we've had a hot summer, uh, certainly. But, um, uh, you know, th this kind of weather, when you're out there watching a game and you got to bundle up a little bit, and you know, when we're cold, the football players are just right. Yeah. <laughs> because, you I mean, they're it. flying around out there. They're burning up in the summer. Well, you know, I was listening to Travis Wells a little bit last night, and he said a couple of the bands they heard last night had started playing Christmas music. Because <laughs> it had started getting a little chilly, and now Christmas songs are coming into the play. i tell you what, speaking of bands, Salem Band was fantastic last night. Awesome. They were fantastic last night. They, uh, the thing I like about the Salem Band and I like about the bands around here is you know, even if uh, things aren't going well, right. the band is still getting everybody fired back up. They're That's still it. playing. And, and I was on, I switched sidelines when I, when I cover my games, and I was on the Martinsburg sideline, you know, a couple quarters. And it was interesting to, to watch the reaction of their fans. Okay. Salem does a few things that they're not used to up there in, in the Panhandle of West Virginia. Right. Uh, and one of them is how good the band is. Yeah. I mean, that band is, it's like a concert. Right, uh, and and they just play throughout the whole game, and they play right up to the you know the snap, and then they they cut off. But 
uh, I think they really enjoyed that. Well, I like how they know if I'm coming to a ball game, they start playing Baby Shark when I come into the stadium. <laughs> I love that. Big shout out to Dallas County. I love that. <laughs> Good on I don't know about that baby shark. Uh, Coach, I think you'd be a bigger shark than a baby shark. <laughs> I don't think you qualify for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 too much speed, um, you know. They had, you know, they had 501 total yards, but a lot of their yards sure. came between the 20s. Right. So they did have big plays. You know, they scored on big plays, and uh, certainly, certainly they uh, um, they're a team that uh, you know depends on their depends on their big players. But um, uh, 501 yard total yards is a lot. But they're quick. They're well coached. Uh, strong line. That was some of the comments of the players uh, at right. Salem. Uh, but Jared Bowie, this guy, I mean, he's a buck fifty, about 150 pounds. Okay. Uh, man, I tell you what, he had a 184 yards, two TDs receiving, uh, one rushing touchdown. But this guy is super quick. Every time they needed a big play, he just ran away from the defensive backs. And, and Elijah Banks, their quarterback, just laid it in there. Hey, what, what's the size of Was he? Did I see he was like 5'8"? Yeah, he's not real yeah. tall. Which okay. is you know, always exciting to me to hear that. It's but he, not always a game that's, you know. But he wasn't a slide. He was physical. I mean, he played, uh, uh, he delivered some blows out there, too, and some blocks. So, uh, yeah, he's a small guy. But uh, this Elijah Banks for them was a big quarterback. Uh, they, you know, Salem, uh, Martinsburg offensive line and defensive lines were so big, it was hard for Salem to get any pressure on him. So he sat back in the pocket and just uh, rifled in shots to, you know, he's got a bunch of quick receivers. So that was problematic there. Uh, they had good running backs, um, uh, Naeem Kearney, uh, 114 yards on 11 carries, uh, two touchdowns, uh, and both his touchdowns were up the middle, 17 and 16 yards. They spread you out, right? you know, they get gaps, and then they've got these super quick backs. So, uh, again, they're, they're a, you know, a fine team. Now, for Salem, uh, it was tough. Uh, contrary to, to the other quarterback, uh, Hunter Cheney, for Salem, you know, 5 of 16, 72 yards, he got a lot of pressure on him. Okay. Uh, the Salem line did a good job, but, you know, the, the, the clock was always ticking when he had the ball in the backfield. Um, certainly, um, you know, Holter, I think, said uh, after the game, he's, you know, he said the one thing about Martinsburg, good team. He goes, we got some things to work on. He goes, but, you know, they run you off, they back you off with those receivers, and then they run the ball. You know, so they spread you out, they get you out of position, and then their quick guys get out in space. And, you know, they put you in that man-to-man -man, uh, predicament out there, and they can really throw it and run. So, you know, hats off to them. i tell you what, who looked good for Salem. Cam Lefwich scored both TDs. Yeah. One yard out and nine yards out. Uh, that's the big fullback. Um, you know, and then, i, I got to say, I don't want to sound like an apologist or a homer, but, uh, you know, no excuses, but Xavier uh, Wood didn't play. He hurt his knee during practice, I think. Uh, and that's a big player for Salem, uh, especially on defense. A good running back as well. Uh, the right side of the line wasn't there. Um, Kaznati, the, the big right tackle, uh, had some issues where he didn't get a play this week, so that's the right tackle. And then Fairchild's the, the right guard, got hurt early, hurt his knee, hope he's okay, but they, they helped him off the field. So, you know, if you watch Salem this year, they like to run right. Yeah. And when you're starting right tackle and you're starting right guard aren't there, and then you're, you know, Xavier Wood isn't on the field, 
guess what? You're not quite seeing the Salem at full strength. Right. Uh, again, I don't want to sound like an apologist. You know, Martinsburg was the better team. I'm not sure those three would have made a big difference, but they did make a difference. You know, this is a community with Martinsburg. This, this is a team. Yeah. This is a community. And you watch this program come in last night, and the fan base was strong. And when that clock started running down last night, and they broke in to take me home country road, singing that song to that school, you looked at this and you're going, boy, this is, this is not a team. This is a community. Right. And they're proud of this team. And just like Salem is proud of Salem, just like Roanoke is proud of Patrick Henry William Plymouth, this is a team that, you know, it kind of reminds me of Pulaski County back in the day. Sure. Pulaski County would load those, you know, buses up, and they would roll them fans in anywhere they were going. And it's, it's one of these things. It's a very good team. They've got a great group of young men playing. I like this team, but this is a measuring stick. Sure. This is what you have to look at. With Heritage, we saw it early with Vance out of North Carolina. We want to see what you got. We want to see how you're going to stack up against these teams. How resilient are you? How resilient are you? Holter learned a lot about his team last night because a lot of people thought this team was going to come in and just blow them out. Right. Didn't do that. Right. And when you really look to the size of these two schools, both of these schools, what, 12, 1,300 students, right. so about the same size. You hung in there for a while. Bad things happened. This could have been a very different game if things wouldn't have happened. You, you lost some of your possessions. It, this could have been a very different game. But I think Holter learned something about his team last night. Sure. And that's the key thing here. Heritage was taught something from Vance. And you're starting to see that now. So when you sit there and you say, hey, this is a loss. No, it's not. I don't view this as a loss. I view this as a learning experience because you now know what you're capable of doing. You hung with the number one team out of West Virginia. Right. First time you won the state. First time you've ever played an out-of-state team. And you hung with them. Be, be careful because Salem was going to get somebody. And I've said it from day one. Salem is really good. We saw it last night. You take away some of the plays that got them. I, I've got a feeling Salem's going to go deep into these playoffs. Well, the one thing that's interesting is the, the amount of respect. Again, the score doesn't really isn't yeah. indicative of the game. No, the amount of respect they had for each other. We, we talked to the kids after on both sides after the game. And, you know, Salem said, hey, they were well coached. They were big. Uh, you know, they knew their steps. They, they had a, a strong uh, game plan. And then, you know, the Martinsburg kids, we, we interviewed some of them, and they said, that's the toughest small team we've ever played. Yeah. Martinsburg, big kids. Sure. But they said, hey, those Salem guys, and when I say small, it's like 6'2", 250. Right. I mean, that's big to me, but, but those guys were huge on the Martinsburg side, and they said, hey, that's, that is a tough team. They, you know, one of their best defensive linemen said, the guy was, that was blocking me, he kept getting under my pads, it made me so mad, and... You know, I saw him get pancaked a couple times, and he got back up like nobody's ever pancaked me. Sure. So, you know, Salem did what Salem does, and they didn't right. back up a bit. But there, there was a lot of mutual respect for each other Good. after the game, which I liked. And when they sang that song, yeah. Take Me Home Country Roads, Almost Having West Virginia, uh, it felt like, you know, I think it was people thought they were singing to their own team. kind of felt like they were singing to Salem. Oh, right. It looked like they were looking across. I was watching them, and they were singing 
Yeah, Salem fans over there. So I, I'm, right. you know what I'm feeling right here? A little. They're gonna play again next year. Sure. Up in Martinsburg. I kind of want to see that game. That's it. I mean, I, you know, there was uh, certainly there was some respect out there going both ways, but I think they they got a taste for each other. Yeah. Hey, Carl, I was going to ask, and I hope you didn't already say it, but what was the crowd like? Was it was it a, a big crowd? It was a big crowd. That's a uh, matter of fact. Uh, uh, the AD uh, Chris King told me that was the biggest visiting crowd they've had there in a long time. So it was just it was probably. Nearly full on that side. The bowl was filled up. People were sitting in the grass. And Salem side, wow, man, it was packed. Nice. I mean, you couldn't stir them with a stick up there. I mean, it was, it was, there was a lot of, a lot of folks there. And they were loud and proud. And it was just a great high school football atmosphere. Nice. All right, so let's jump to another game. Coach, uh, yes. Pulaski County beat Blacksburg 12-3. to 3. I, <laughs> This one really kind of surprised me. Well, this was, you know, we had talked about it earlier. This was something that if you would have walked in this morning and said, hey, there was 15 points scored in this ball game last night. I would have said, what? 15 right. points? You're crazy. <laughs> and if you'd have told me that Pulaski wouldn't have scored a touchdown into the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, I'd have said, you're really crazy on this. 15 points, which quarter? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then if you'd have said, hey, by the way, Blacksburg only scored three points. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. These are two teams that defense took over last game. Yeah. And, and again, there were some missed opportunities here. Right. The, these two teams got within the 20-yard lines a couple times and just couldn't do anything really, you know, with the ball. <laughs> Pulaski's on the move. We know this. We, yeah. We've watched this team week in and week out move through the teams they're playing. I think they've, what, lost one game this one year? One game, Hidden Valley. That's it, Hidden Valley. And we watched Hidden Valley come back last night. Blacksburg's a good team. We know this. These are the games I think you're going to start seeing right now because this is where your defenses are going to have to start stepping up. Absolutely. You've got to make your mark now with the defense. Pulaski showed it last night. Yeah. The guys stepped up. They didn't allow the three points last night. And again, you know, this score was 6-3. If you had told me all Pulaski needed was six points to beat Blacksburg, again, I'd have said you were crazy. There's no way that this team is only going to score three points. Baseball score. The baseball score. Yeah. Pulaski showed what they could do last yeah. night. I'm proud of Pulaski. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Good call out. Good call out. Catch. All right, Jimmy, you were at the Hidden Valley Christiansburg game quickly. Uh, we talked a little bit about this, but... Uh, Hidden Valley came back. They did, and uh, I would really be curious to know what uh, Coach Weaver said to them at halftime because when they came out, uh, we saw a different Hidden Valley team. Um, the way I would describe it, it was, uh, you know, it was the half of big plays that, it, that occurred. And, of course, uh, one of the big plays that really got them was uh, Javon uh, Wilson going untouched, you know, and it was nice to see Javon back there. Yeah, he's been hurt. That's correct. So he... Uh, he had some pink ankle taped uh, shoes, and we saw those pink ankle shoes streak all the way 60-some yards in for a TD. But uh, I'd also want to point out uh, Stephen Bell had a great game, a couple of touch touchdowns that uh, Grayson Carroll threw to him. Uh, Matt Strong, you heard us mention him last week. Uh, Matt Strong is still strong. He had a he had a big game against uh, Christiansburg. Nobody was happier for Javon to be back than Matt Strong <laughs> after carrying the, the ball attention. out yeah. 40 times. So. Exactly. So Matt Matt had a couple of TDs. Um, I'd also give a shout out to the quarterback Grayson Carroll. 
uh, you know, had a good night, uh, came through on a couple of plays, several plays where uh, it really made a difference to them. But, but hats off to Christiansburg as well because uh, for the first half, uh, they really played well. But just something happened to Christiansburg in the second half, and I, I would think uh, what happened is, you know, Hidden Valley woke up and, and, and made the difference. Made some adjustments, yeah. Some other games quickly that, that caught my eye. Northside, 21 to nothing over Franklin County. How good is this Viking team? Christian Fisher, 173 yards, two touchdowns, including a 57-yard run. This guy is amazing. I mean, he's yeah. playing hurt uh, all year long, but it, you can't, you know, you can't tell it the way he plays. Right. The Viking defense was probably maybe more of the story. Uh, defensive back, Ken Bishop had two big interceptions. Uh, but I will tell you again, not to be an apologist, running back Jaron Smith, Right. For Franklin County was not on the field. He was not dressed. Um, he was uh, uh, he, he had done something in school that uh, didn't allow him on the field or something. So yes. uh, that that was a big part of their offense all year long. But uh, Coach Edwards said, uh, you know, he he, he lauded Northside for for a great game, and and but he said we kicked our own butts. That's it. We keep making mistakes. Yeah, and we talked about it earlier. It yeah. is simple mistakes that are costing team games right now. And with Coach Edwards, he's exactly right. He could have been in this game. Everything was going well. It's these. It, and I look. I know <laughs> the coach is coming out. You coach exactly. I don't want to throw out terms that coaches use in practices and stuff like that. But again, simple mistakes cost you ball games. You yep. turn those. You turn that ball over. You get those penalties. You practice these plays. Right. And, and there are teams that get out there and they execute it extremely well. And then on Friday night, you get there and it looks like you haven't practiced all yeah. week. And people are jumping, people are moving. Got to get it better. Yeah. Playoffs are coming. William Bird over uh, William Fleming, uh, 23-21. Joshua Moore, 35 carries for 244 yards for the Terriers. Um, scored the winning touchdown from 29 yards out. So uh, Fleming finally winning the turnover side of the battle. Uh, during games, um, uh, Nashad Payne had an interception on a screen pass. How about that? Um, but, uh, you know, this one again uh, goes against Fleming. Congratulations to Bird. That was a big, big win. And then our, our crew, um, uh, J.D. Dittmore, yep. or uh, J.D. over there, and uh, uh, Chuck Baker uh, doing the PHK spring game. Jalen Cook, three TDs. Um, a big game for him. Roy Gunn, the quarterback at PH, had a TD pass. Uh, Lucas Duncan for K-Spring was a bright spot. 18-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, and then Coach Fulton mixed it up. You know, he, he changed his quarterback out uh, to Connor Lang and uh, moved Duncan to different positions to give him the ball in space, create a little more dynamic offense. So uh, they're experimenting over there. But, again, a lot of good games uh, out there. Uh, this past Friday, but uh, let's get to a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to do the Haley Toyota Legends. Hey, Ron, look, it's fall savings and Trucktober here at Haley Toyota. That's right, October's Truck Month. We're calling it Trucktober. Now's the time to enjoy fall savings on the Toyota truck you've always wanted. Haley Toyota's great selection of Tacomas, Tundras, and five different SUVs, including the hot-selling RAV4 and classic 4Runner, all at Trucktober Savings. Plus, every pre-owned truck will be discounted, including their great selection of Toyota-certified used vehicles. It's Trucktober here at Haley Toyota during our fall savings event. And remember, Haley has trucks for less. 
looking to buy something for that hard-to-please sports fan in your family? Well, come to Sports Haven. You'll find something from all 32 NFL teams. And regardless, if you're a Hokie, Wahoo, or a Mountaineer, we have something for you. So if you're looking to update your ladies' den or man cave, then come see Robin and Shane at Sports Haven. Come by and visit one of our two locations in Roanoke at the corner of Plantation and Williamson Road and at 4 East Main Street in Salem. Sports Haven, where almost no team is left behind. It's 3 p.m. For 50 million kids across America, school's out. And for a third of these kids, they're out on their own. Out with nothing to do and nowhere to go. Gives a whole new meaning to the 3 o'clock bell, doesn't it? It's time to support the Boys and Girls Clubs. Visit greatfutures.org. Ready to eat? Easy to heat. Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili uses 100% ground beef and a century-old family recipe with a secret blend of spices and quality ingredients. But it's not just for hot dogs. You can beef up almost any dish. Add it to fries, nachos, baked potatoes, and so much more. Custard Stand Chili is available at Kroger, Walmart, Sam's Clubs, or smaller grocery chains throughout. You also can order it online at custardstand.com. Get yours today. One chili, endless possibilities. song. I had to get that in there. Right. Every week. Alright, one of my favorite parts of the show, the Haley Toyota Legendary Coaches and Players segment. Um, I tell you, Robin Kidd, retired executive from Kroger, lives here in Rona, grew up at Graham, playing football, played basketball as well, and played at Bluefield College. Um, he, he played at, uh, for the G-Men uh, in the early 60s, 61 to 64, graduated in 65. So let's hear Robin. This is really interesting. Yeah, my, my mother went to Graham High School, and she was actually in school at the same time uh, she was a year behind Bill Dudley. And uh, Bill Dudley, you know, was is the only player, to my knowledge, that was, he was a high school All-American, a college All-American, All-Military, and All-NFL, and an NFL Hall of Fame. Wow. And uh, he actually was uh, a, uh, an orphan raised by Doc Whitten. And people would have to Google Doc Whitten. He, he ran an orphanage for boys in Townsville, Virginia. And he was also the state legislator. And he uh, was good friends with a guy by the name of Carter Glass, who was from the Lynchburg area, and whom E.C. Glass High School was named for. And uh, Carter Glass uh, came to, to uh, uh, Doc Whitten and told him that, he said, hey, I need you to help me with some legislation to get it passed. And Doc Whitten told him, he said, well, look, Carter, he says, I'd be willing to help you, but you need to help get some of my boys in the UVA, and one of those kids was Bill Dudley. You know, Bill was a Lockside High School All-American at Graham. Right. They had an undefeated football team in 1939, and their closest game, and my mom was there, was uh, they beat Princeton, West Virginia, three to nothing, and he drop-kicked the field goal for the winning points in that game. How about that? Back when they used to drop kick. He was, a, he was an all-around all -around player. That's a real skill to be able to drop that yeah. ball and kick it. But he went on, you know, uh, besides his athletic career and all like that, he ended up uh, being in the legislation of the state of Virginia. And we lived in the Lynchburg area in the past what, several years ago. Yeah. But uh, the year we were crowned state champions in Virginia in 1960 for the 1962 football championship, uh, after Andrew Lewis had to forfeit, he, uh, he came to speak to our, to our high school, you know, uh, rally, you know, 
congratulations, Bill State. Sure. Yeah. So that was a real treat. All right, so let's go back. Let's let's get into high school. We know when you were there. So uh, what position did you play? <laughs> well, I, I started out. Uh, I actually played on the bench. You know, our coach used to dress us as freshmen, just so he would have 30 some players put on the field because we we probably only had about two dozen players that actually you know, played football. Cause right. It's a small school then, small school now. We we probably had 500 students tops. Uh, my graduating class was 144 in 1965, so very, very small, but in those days, you could choose to play up, and our coach was uh, uh, Lawrence Burhead Bradley, who's a, a, a Hall of Fame uh, coach in, in Virginia, and uh, he, he, was always, he always chose to play in uh, Division 1A in those days, which was the top division in the state. You had Division 1B, and then you had Divisions 2 and 3. Today, the classifications are 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, with like two divisions in each one of them, so you got like 12 divisions. But uh, in those days, they had four divisions for football and basketball. So huh, that's interesting. So very interesting. So, and, and then back in that day, now, I don't know if this was what it was like when you played, but uh, there was a time period where they voted for the state champion. You well, didn't settle it on the field. Our school was a victim of that. Uh, to give you a little history, uh, Coach Bradley, he, he came to Graham around 1954 and started the, the football program there and uh, he actually went all the way down to midget football and set up teams through the midgets and, and then the junior the midgets were grades like four through seven and the, the junior varsity was like uh, grades seven and eight depending on the, the athlete's ability right high school was nine through twelve uh, the the uh, uh, high school in Virginia went from 11 grades to 12 grades in 1960. You know, before that, 11 years was secondary education, and it went to 12 years in 1960. And that first that first class only had like 12 students in it in that fifth year. But uh, uh, he he started the program there and, and had some success. And, and of course, their their big rival uh, then and, and now, and who's always probably won about 80 percent of the games if you go back and check. Bluefield High School from Bluefield, West Virginia, the Bluefield Beavers, and they were coached by a guy named A.T. Howard, and A.T. was more to show that he was anything, and, and uh, uh, when uh, Coach Bradley came to Graham and started having some success, uh, 1956, uh, he died Beaver, 1957, you know, uh, they beat Beaver. Did Beaver normally win? Was that a, uh, uh, Beaver was digger, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they're, uh, Population in those days, Bluefield, West Virginia, was between 25 and 30,000 people, and Bluefield, Virginia, was always in the four to five thousand population. Okay. Today, I will say they're both about around five, six thousand people. But uh, so uh, uh, in '57, uh, Graham beat them again, and uh, I guess Bluefield decided it was time for a change. So they brought Merle Gaynor. From uh, he was at Big Creek High School in Warren, West Virginia, yep. and uh, he had always beat. He'd been down there four, four or five years, and he beat Beaver every year. So they got rid of A.T. Howard, changed the school colors, which at that time were like orange and white, and they changed them to brown and white. Why? Yeah. Why did they do that? Well, I guess they wanted to make a change all the way through with you know, Coach Ganger. And Coach Ganger always, his teams were always sharply dressed, impeccable. His drills were always, you know, impeccable. I mean, there was no wasted motion, a lot of pride and everything he instilled. Almost like, like the military. That's exactly right. And, uh, and besides being a great coach, he was a great teacher. And I got to know him a little later on. Of course, my dad knew him because he cut his hair, you know, every other week. But uh, uh, after Graham and Beaver again in 1958, which was the year that uh, Graham went undefeated, but 
they lost the state championship to Hermes High School in Richmond on the point system. And uh, the big game for Graham that year was they came to Roanoke, which in those days, today it's a two-hour drive from Bluefield to Roanoke with improvement in the highways. In those days, it was about a four-and-a-half-hour drive because there was no interstates, no tunnels or anything. So they had, they had to come the old routes, and, and on the school bus, it was particularly slow. But uh, Jefferson was a defending state champion in Virginia, had, a, had an all-state quarterback named Jay Blackwood. And with about a little over a minute to go in that game, in Jefferson, they had 25 to 20. Graham defense stopped them, and Blackwood went back to punt. And I always heard Coach Bradley say as long as he lived, he would never understand why the Jefferson coaches didn't have him kicked out of bounds because Nicky Asbury, who was an All-State and All-American halfback for Graham, had already returned a kickoff and a punt for a touchdown that night. And uh, Blackburn kicked the ball straight down the field, and Asbury took it and returned it 80 yards for a touchdown. Wow. And Graham went ahead and won the game 27-25. to and finished the season undefeated. Uh, but again, lost like uh, 0.02% points to Hermitage. And the big reason for it is the fact that Graham's 10-game schedule had games with three West Virginia schools on it. So they only had seven state games to count against those points. You know, because they played Bluefield, West Virginia, Princeton, West Virginia, and North Fork Elkhorn. Man, I love that history. I just like the history. And, uh, you know, Robin's a great, a great gentleman. And, you know, he gave me a lot of stuff. We're going to do another little segment with Robin next week okay. uh, where he talks about, you know, that part of the country and how they interacted with Andrew Lewis and right. Jefferson. And so, anyways, thanks so much to Robin. Uh, so gracious to spend some of his time with me. But we'll have a little, another little segment with him next week. All right. We've got we to gotta move here. So um, we're going to jump right into the Jimmy thing and then move right into our five things you need to know about football in our grade eight. All right, here you go, Carl. So very seldom do you attend a sporting event and hear over the loudspeaker a person's name and a team who's not even playing that night. Alice and Foster and the Christiansburg cheerleaders were collecting money for Alexis Dawson, who's a JV cheerleader from Nairs High School who's battling bone cancer. Last year when Christiansburg High School experienced a similar situation, they were amazed how the community rallied around them, so they wanted to do the same for Alexis. They raised last night $1,151.70. Our prayers go out to Alexis and her family as she is currently undergoing treatment at Wake Forest. And as always, there's more going on at a football game than just football. And last night it was all about paying it forward and helping others in need. And that is my Jimmy thing. That's awesome. Nice. You know, we, we talk a lot about the, uh, the competitive stuff in high school sports, high school football. But there's a lot of great things like that where, where communities come together to help each other. You've got it. That's fantastic. And just a quick thanks to, again, Allison Foster for, she was uh, very kind to, she was the cheerleader from Christiansburg for, for sharing that information with me. Fantastic. All right, let's go to our five things you need to know about uh, high school football this week. Our players of the game last week, J. Ron Smith for Franklin County, Seven carries, 218 yards, three TDs, and a win over Stanton River. That's 30 yards a carry. Look at that. Yikes. And he didn't even play this week. Right. So that's what you, you know, you get some of that in high school football. Lynchburg, it was Jefferson Forrest, Keenan Cupid. Yep. This guy is a bull. He's a beast. 15 carries, 160 yards, three TDs, a 50-yard reception. And then at New River Valley, it was Auburn quarterback Payson Kelly. 10 carries, 73 yards, two for three for 61 on yards on passing. Through a touchdown and an interception and a big win over Grayson County. So, three great individuals. Congratulations to those guys. 
Number four, again, I want to give props to Martinsburg, West Virginia, extending their streak to 50 in a tough place to play. Certainly uh, Willis White Field and Salem Stadium. They beat Salem 49-14. Big crowd traveled with them. Really uh, uh, a lot of fun to be at that game. And just so you know, that game will be on Dave Ross's on CW uh, today. Uh, the CW channel, Dave Ross, is doing it around 4.30. So if you missed it, if you weren't there and you were at your game, watch this game. I tell you what, it, it, was, it was fun. That ball was flying around. Nice. And you're going to see this Bowie kid for Martinsburg just streak all over the place. Okay. All right, player of the week across the state in the 804. I love to call these out because these guys, we're going to see them somewhere. De uh, up for winning this this week, Devin Flowers from Glen Allen. He just broke the Richmond area rushing career yardage record. 5,342 is where he sits right now. Isaiah Page with Farina had uh, 329 total yards, 4 TDs. And their big win, Curtis Allen with Prince George, they beat Thomas Dale for the first time since 2000. Okay. So they've had a couple big wins. Tyler Hensley with Monica, uh, 331 yards, passing, three TDs. Travion Henderson with Hopewell. Watch this guy. We're going to run into this guy, I guarantee it. 217 yards, four TDs, and a big win, 35-20 over Dinwiddie for Hopewell. So. All right, number two, Martinsburg quarterback Elijah Banks. Uh, one of the things that he commented about uh, after the game was he was talking about how jacked up they, that Martinsburg was to be uh, in front of this huge Salem crowd. And you can see them when they were warming up. They were looking up in the crowd, and they were laughing and smiling and just seeing all the kids and all the people. Right. They said the, he said the atmosphere was insane. I've never seen a stadium like this before. I love that the atmosphere was unmatched. You know, Salem High School, that stadium... A lot of high school kids don't play in stadiums no. like that. Even when they go to college, it's not that good. You got it. All right, and the number one, Billy Sample, was in town. The, uh, the Andrew Lewis athlete in football and baseball, major league baseball player with the Texas Rangers. Yes. Uh, they uh, named the Kiwanis Field, renamed it after uh, to Billy Sample Field, and he was recognized also before the Salem-Martinsburg game. So congratulations to an, a local legend. You know, Billy and I were on the phone the other night talking, and... This is, this is a friendship that I'm glad I have. This was something that formed years ago, and he picked the phone up the other night, and we were talking. He goes, you know, I thought about you. I'm coming into Roanoke. Tried to get him over to Canales for lunch, but <laughs> his time constraints right now are holding right. him up. But such a, you know, such a great ambassador for the Roanoke Valley. What a nice gentleman. Big yeah. smile. Uh, was very gracious. You got it. When the crowd responded to him, he waved, and you could just tell he was really honored to yeah. All right, let's jump to our Crunch Grade 8 poll. Um, one team has dropped out. Uh-oh. Blacksburg has dropped out after their loss to Pulaski County. So, uh, number eight's North Cross uh, with a big 41-7 win over Auburn. Uh, Pulaski County moved up to number seven, uh, beating Blacksburg 12-3 at Blacksburg. Uh, Hidden Valley had number six with their come-from-behind win over Christiansburg, 37-24. Radford just rolled Allegheny, 76 to nothing. Okay. They're at number five. Number four, Salem. Lost to Martinsburg, 49-14. Dropped down a spot. But, uh, you know, I, I think most teams are going to lose to Martinsburg uh, with that kind of team. Uh, number three is Heritage. They were four. They swapped places with Salem. They were four last week. 47-13 win over Brookville. That's a big win. Brookville won three in a row. And then EC Glass is number two, 49 to nothing over Liberty Bedford. Coach doesn't like it, but, you know, All right. it's not the uh, coach, Brady. 
Crunch grade eight. And then number one, Lord Botetot, uh, 40. Uh, they had a big win over Stanton River um, this week. So, uh, again, uh, great job to those teams. You know, one of the teams I'm going to slide into this grade eight. Oh. And I'm going to put this as, what, eight and a half? Eight A or something. Eight, eight, eight B half. or something like eight and a half. Magna Vista. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, Magna Vista has quietly popped up to six and one right now. Watch out for Magna Vista. You know, we really don't cover them a whole lot, just especially when they play a team in our area. But Magna Vista is one of these teams that I'm sure we're going to see somewhere down the road with somebody. But they've been quiet. They've yeah. always had good athletes down there, and they're always tough to You got it. All right, so, great show today. Uh, don't forget Dave Ross on the CW game today around 4.30, Salem at Martinsburg. That one's a good one to watch. Uh, we got some great matchups coming up this week. Lord Bonnetot, Franklin River. Wow. That one's a good one. Bird, Northside's a good one. P.H. Christiansburg, that one's interesting. Blacksburg, Hidden Valley. Don't want to miss that one. Uh, Jefferson Forest, Harry's. Let's see what happens there. A lot of great games coming up. Our Haley Toyota legendary um, player uh, of uh, interview that we're going to do this week will be Robin Kidd again. Again, got a lot of great stories from Robin. Loved uh, talking with him. Uh, we'll have our grade eight. Uh, next week for uh, for Crunch, we'll see how that changes. Again, great show today. Thanks to all you fine people for listening. Couldn't do it without you. Um, for Coach Randy, uh, for Jermaine Farrell, who couldn't be with us today. He's Jimmy Crunch MVP. I'm Carl York, and you've been listening to Crunch Time on WPLY. And remember, it's all for him. <laughs>